Yeah, I I miss the world where what you see is what you get, man. Like, say what you do and do what you say. What's well, so I mean, hard at that? We're living in a simulation now. When was this the world? Chand mera dil, chand ni ho tum. Fuck, this is being recorded. Why did I do that? Yeah, yeah, that would be a good start. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you eat for breakfast PJ? Not you seem you seem to be in quite the mood. Or like who did you eat breakfast with? Ah. Nobody unfortunately. Who were you thinking about during breakfast? That's a good question. <laughs> Let's go Then like Tell us She's cute. She's funny. But uh, I've hung out with her a few times, but that's it. Cute and funny. That's like two of the two out of three of the holy grail. And she's smart. So that's three out of. Holy shit! <laughs> What did you have for breakfast, Yuri? I'm having chai and some oats with some berries and kiwis and eggs. breakfast is the most important meal of the day dude do do you have any other meals in the day i mean this this sounds so extensive no yeah uh, lunch is going to be some fish and avocado and dude uh, yudi your yeah. roommate isn't there right i'm moving in you can cook for me i can have lunch and breakfast the way you cook perfectly good yeah, right now sure. i'm surviving on uh, chicken fried rice from this asian restaurant across the street it's great I mean I love the chicken fried rice to be honest though but every day I don't know get some right how's there. how's the isolation been now that your roommates moved out you leave for I don't know how many two weeks now I think it's been a month a month okay yeah. wow. a month of no having no one it's fantastic dude I don't know why I'm not living alone <laughs> month of living alone without paying rent amazing I mean I still have to pay my portion of the rent right yeah still yeah but now you can just like sleep in a different room if you feel like I mean I still sleep in my room or sleep outside which were the two places I would sleep I don't think I would okay. derive extra pleasure or value from sleeping in his room uh, Why do you work you can convert his room into an office I actually converted uh, our living room like one portion of our living room into my office space. So I always See, this is out. a man with simple needs. He has an extra room but he has no reason to use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at that. He's like no like That's what I was saying. There. No, you make it a study. No. Use it as an office. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. After we recorded our last episode, I realized that I do have simple needs. I also have complex needs but I definitely but I can't get to those complex needs unless my simple needs are fulfilled. As an example, today morning, right? I woke up to find 10 missed calls on my phone from you fuckers because you wanted to record a new episode, right? Before calling you, like I started off my day with the simple things that I do. Like I did a little bit of exercise, I made myself some breakfast, brushed my teeth, took a shit, all of those wonderful things, right? and then i was good to go wait do you brush your teeth before you take your shit uh while okay efficient <laughs> like it. yeah 
it's a it's a legacy from living in uh, mumbai and it's a habit that every new yorker needs to pick up you need to Why? multitask in the bathroom the bathrooms are small enough that you can take a shit shower and brush at the same time <laughs> interesting i like this using your mumbai experience although it's funny i was actually talking to my friend today you know this guy who married our friend from business school mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we were talking about how he's reached this point where he wouldn't want to live in new york or mumbai anymore and i was like mm-hmm. dude i'm from delhi i wouldn't live in mumbai anyway but i mean his point is he's at this point in life where he knows what he wants and he doesn't want less space for the trade off of being more social or being in a more lively city which is interesting to me um especially I, given that i think a there's of- a trade off there which i think there's a false trade off there by the way because there are some pretty nice houses in mumbai which he will be able to afford now and <laughs> you 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 don't know whether he'll be able to afford it or not yeah don't judge man yeah you you never know if he can afford it or not and in general dude like the houses are so tiny dude i was able to afford a decent house in mumbai when like 4 years ago on okay what's on my side bandra like nothing nothing above bandra <laughs> yeah, i don't get that joke but okay he's not exactly a townie but he's almost there no oh, okay okay in I mean, any case though so i but anyway yeah I I completely get it like and that's why I made the choice to live in Brooklyn and not in Manhattan because I don't think I can live in the middle of a concrete jungle for all the liveliness that you can give me. I wanted space, I wanted proximity to a park. You you just wanted to be But, cool okay. and like be in the cool part of town and that. <laughs> yeah. He wants his theater basically. But let me ask you this Yuri. So now you have the option of working from home everyone is doing that during coronavirus and some people might continue doing that afterwards right mm-hmm. so would you take your job and move somewhere where you have all these things potentially outside of new york or being in new york is that part of the job like how do you think about this uh, i was actually talking to a uh, other friend ud2 uh, okay. right and do you understand who i'm talking about It's the, I, it's the I assume American, it's our other Fortnite friend. Yeah, it's your Fortnite friend. The fake friend. Indian. The fake Indian. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I was talking to him and he actually has a great idea where he wants to he's already given up I think two or three apartments uh during COVID and his next idea is to just give up a third one and at least for the summer for a couple of months go up to the northeast and just rent a lake house where you have lots of space and you have a lake. What is yeah what does give up mean? like just like end the lease on an apartment so yeah, give up two so three he, leases he hasn't he hasn't had a single lease the la lease was his cousins his cousin decided decided to move uh, out so yeah. so he had to move then mm-hmm. he moved into his future in laws and so that's not a lease and then they moved into his fiances which i assume they are the are they trying to give that lease up to is that what you're saying mhm and then and The point is to go live in a lake house for the summer because uh, why not? You have a lake and you have a lot of open space and it's not like your work is going to be hindered because you're working remotely anyway. Yeah, I mean as long as you have an internet connection and a phone line that's reliable that's all you need. Yep, exactly. I would totally do that. I think it's a fantastic idea. So then you don't actually want to live in New York and like that's not like that important. 
So New York has always had this charm, right? Of like, it's New York City. There's so much to do over here. There's so much diversity, so much food, so many events. And honestly, there's a lot of stuff that keeps happening even virtually now. So, so I do still think that if and when it opens up, I would still get some value from doing all of the random things that New York has to offer. But I don't think that long term I would like to live in the hustle and bustle of the city. I, yes. I'm definitely one of the people who would say, okay, I want to go up in the mountains with some books and a bonfire. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My view as well. No, but I also feel like you can do Dude, that. I think for you should move to Europe. Months. You can do that for six months, but then uh, after a point, you'll just want the hustle bustle back and you'll want yep. it. And then you I, need and a I, mix. Yeah, you need a mix you for need sure. A mix. And and that's why I said you should move to Europe because I feel like the pace of life here is, this is UD. You know, like I think of the pace of life in Munich and I'm like, UD would like this. It's it's good, fun, interesting work and it keeps you busy and engaged. But then you have a good life component as well. The mountains are close by, people like reading, hanging out by the lakeside, you know. So that component exists. And I would do that if if that girl we were talking about agreed to do it with me or if UD decided to move here. Wait, so are you moving here or am I moving there? Oh, you're moving to Munich. Okay, okay, yeah. That's, that sounds fantastic, <laughs> honestly. I would do it. I mean, you're getting paid an American salary working out of Europe. Why not? Yeah, I'm and I think, I think PJ has... No, I think what he's saying That's is PJ has an extra room. You can shift in with him, pay no rent, yeah. and uh, earn your American salary because you're working from home. You're working in Deloitte. Oh, lovely. Okay. Bye, guys. I'm going to go pack my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you actually got up in the video and were ready to take your headphones out. It sounds like a great proposition, man. Like, there's no downside. Then why won't you do it? Well, that's why I got up. I mean, have you applied for a German visa? Yeah, it's coming tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really, really into uh, letting people who live in New York into the country right now. They're really looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Is New York still a coronavirus hub? I mean, I also don't know about uh, this whole censorship on social media, man. I don't know how to feel about that, what? to be honest. What what is being censored? Like no, the whole debate about show? whether or not uh, Facebook and Twitter should allow certain tweets or posts or not. Like whether it's by Trump, whether it's by other people. I don't know. No, I mean, so the issue with that is that if you if they start censoring, which they have in some cases, then uh, it's like they're taking a side, and then it becomes a problem because whoever's in power will want them to take their side and if it depends on which party you kind of lean towards but the social media companies can actually end up leading to changing the votes in the election which again is not fair so the whole point is that you cannot if you just say that hey like i'm just this uh, institution that uh, takes these search results and gives them to you as my algorithms does then then you're okay but as soon as you start manipulating it even a little bit in someone's favor just because the government wants you to then 
the right is always going to tell you to make it more right the left is always going to tell you to make it more left yeah. and i actually think i actually think that what you're saying of let's say having a hypothetically completely free social media right will perpetuate the structural inequality that you're talking about because facebook and the twitter right the number of posts so it's a question of getting the right information versus how much information now let's assume that there's complete freedom right now the people who have the money right are going to be able to create bots are going to be able to hire people to yeah, literally so I mean, unleash a barrage of information which if it's completely free is going to drown out whatever right information there might be and manipulate it to their means in any case therefore so therefore you let the if you can't let the like you can't get let a facebook or a google uh, dictate what gets censored because in a sense at that point they become uh, the people who are doing exactly what you're saying and it's not money so no no, no uh, hang on hang on there's two things mm-hmm. here though what what you really saying right like if you have money you can create bots and all these things i mean that's that's that goes down to the functionality of the platform itself like i mean of course they have to have checks that whoever's posting is a real person right i mean once you cross that threshold then i agree i mean it it can be that some, and as we were discussing if someone cares about something more they're more likely to post about it and generally i think there are studies that suggest that people who are negative are more likely to post than people who are positive mm-hmm. but does that mean that we said i mean the whole fundamental point of democracy is that every citizen has the smartness to pick their leader right that's the whole fundamental of democracy you're giving that power to the person as soon as you start curtailing what the person can or cannot see from a political standpoint you're saying that that person does not have the right capability to judge whether or not this is right and you're trying to influence what they see and to me that's like that's like outsourcing a citizen's thought process to social media and that to me doesn't make sense so okay there's let's let's not muddy it here right because i think what you, i agree with what you're saying but i think that there's a nuance there which we which i want to call out what, there's one let's think about two statements one statement is a political leaning right where we say okay the let's say a, a one political party was really really bad for the country and we think that they should not be in power anymore should I, should people be allowed to say that absolutely right the second thing that i'm saying is should you be allowed to make statements that are proven false right and i think that yeah that there is a role of censorship and regulation but, for example I, I, I for example on hang on hang on yeah. but but the whole point is i should be able to judge based on whoever's posting whether or not this is true right there's a reason that there's a news media and this is not social media the reason is that they they have multiple sources they check what they say so i mean exactly I but if I you still, give that freedom now, but now if you give that freedom to everyone right yeah, so like i was saying posted. the people who have the the people who have the money are going to hire a lot of people to post things which are not true and that's the thing that people will consume rather than impartial checked news sources and that's what will form their beliefs so, but I isn't mean, that also true in a regular election where like 
people whoever exactly. gets to spend more they get the chance to like get more uh, air time which is why which is, which is why you have limits on how much people are supposed to be able to spend that's the point of election regulation i don't know i don't exactly. think it's so that, it's sir. not like it's not like the tv the tv channels are supposed to uh, regulate the amount of uh, time some candidates on there right if they get paid they'll do it there's a limit on how much the parties can spend so again like mm-hmm. then it's you got to yeah. take it at the party side and and who's the regulator mm-hmm. here right and so what you are saying is as a citizen i can assign false credibility to a post that that mm-hmm. shouldn't deserve any credibility so to me that's not a question of regulation but that's more a question of awareness like citizens should be aware that obviously not everything on the internet is true and you should not trust everything that you read i mean mm-hmm. are you doing your own checks right i mean why should i outsource it to someone whichever fact check you outsource it to whether it's cnn or not and i've read a lot of them there's always a political bent somewhere or the other mm-hmm. right you're not going to have an unbiased check and mm-hmm. so yeah. so who who would your regulator be at at any point there will be a bias in the regulator so again we're we're talking about bias and we're talking about fact but in a right? lot of because, cases because the, because if i extend what you're saying right i should be able to make defamatory statements about anyone and everyone as i so please because it's freedom of expression no but that's what the courts exist for right that's but the point the, but but the point but the point of courts right is is after the fact in something like this where and there's i i found a great article on this recently as well about how quickly and the timing of misinformation about things Uh, right where it's at that immediately after an event happens that's where the amount of misinformation about it really really peaks and that's where a lot of people form opinions based on the misinformation that's put out over there now i do think and i'm uncomfortable with who's going to be the regulator does facebook now then become a regulator of content does the government provide those guidelines do we all somehow agree on those guidelines right i don't know how we navigate that world but i do think that in an ideal world yes everyone should have an idea that okay some news is going to be fake some news i need to check this again etc but that's not how even i operate and that's not how a lot of people operate we say okay we saw this we must let's form an opinion on I, this then and and also the the thing with uh fake news is it's probably more interesting in most cases it'll be more interesting <laughs> than it's more sensational uh the real yeah. news and then that's going to get yeah it'll be more sensational and then if it's more sensational it'll spread faster and so again it comes back to that same problem but then the people spreading it don't really might not know that it's so there was a great fake. meme about this by the way um once so zuckerberg came out well, a couple of what was it a couple of days ago and said well uh it's not our responsibility as a social platform to fact check the comments that are made by politicians yeah. or by others right uh there was a meme in response to that which said zuckerberg says content moderation no sorry content moderation is not the responsibility of social platforms says child molester mark zuckerberg <laughs> what <laughs> right and and they said that okay well this should this should go up on facebook and be allowed to be posted as many times as we want there's a difference though mm-hmm. there's personal libel in this case he's calling mm-hmm. mark zuckerberg child molester mm-hmm. right so there's uh, there's direct defamation 
a lot of so those who do you that think should regulate this the court like zuckerberg can go i mean this is like saying this is a he said she said kind of a situation right where uh-huh. you can go to the court and say this was printed in the newspaper i think this is defamatory and then you know you prove it and and you win your case then the post gets taken down one second so what you're saying is that and and this is this is the problem right with the instant information world that so if you're saying that this post is put out and then my recourse is to go to court to get it taken off i think that there needs to be a much quicker mechanism for example okay i'm going to report this post because it's offensive and then so content moderation is part of their mandate no i think Already. so so i think we can agree that there are certain uh, situations where it's obvious and where it's not i think in this case a lot mm-hmm. of the debate is around a case which is not obvious and this is why you need to help you interpret right you can report it and and what but but i think i agree i see your point where you need quick resolution and i think that's that the case the issue there is not exactly the availability of information but it's frontier justice that people read one thing and they're quick to make up their mind okay this happened yeah they're not waiting for the entire due diligence okay mm-hmm. you know like i love there's a there's a bill burr bit about this where he's like what happened to all these old gumshoe shows where you know you hire a detective and they go out and oh he said he saw it this way then she said she she thinks it happened this way and then you come to a conclusion about what happened and what didn't happen and people don't want to wait for that they want a quick decision now mm-hmm. and also the other issue is that if you are leaning a certain way you end up liking those sources which are leaning that way and then mm-hmm. that's what shows up on your feed most of the time and so it's a self perpetuating cycle where you just reinforce what you think and mm-hmm. uh, and also these platforms are built in such a way that the algorithms give you more of what you like so that you spend more time on them yeah again accentuating this problem exactly and that's a great point right and it's different from the idea of okay do you fact check something or not i do think that there's merit in and there's awareness now that has come about of these algorithms and the nature of these algorithms to reinforce your opinion and i think companies have been pressured to do it there is now a service which sort of messes up your google history so that you don't get like reinforcing content and you get more random content right and i think that that is different from let's say the let's say what twitter did right where it said that okay something in one of trump's tweets is has been questioned so make sure that you check your facts and it doesn't necessarily have to be removed right it just it can just have a label that this is an opinion or a fact which is controversial or has been questioned yeah no that so do, do your checks i'm totally sense. okay with that censorship i wouldn't even call and, it and censorship. that's not censorship yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. but uh, no i mean there i agree and that's why i'd rather get my newspaper from an actual newspaper which doesn't know my search history and cannot give me articles just based on what i've searched Mm-hmm. but um, no but uh, that's you and so there are two things here one is that a lot of people no, I, don't want to do that because mm-hmm. they actually want to see news which reinforces whatever their beliefs are so they don't actually want to use a random service mm-hmm. and uh, uh yeah and the other thing was that when you say that the 
uh, just having a label saying that these facts might be wrong that in itself causes you to think that there might be something wrong with this and you sort of negate even the ones that might be right and an example of this is on any food app if you take one of the dishes and you put like hot selling on it that's more likely to sell just because mm-hmm. it has hot selling on it so again like it changes customer behavior so is it right to choose which uh, post to change customer behavior for i think so i think it is right because you want to the and because okay as long as there is basis for choosing where you want to put the hot the hot the hot selling tag right now your basis and i think a justifiable basis for a restaurant could be that you know i've seen a lot of people order this dish when they come into the restaurant i think it's going to be i think it's going to sell a lot and so let me pump up the sales of that a second option could be okay i have a lot of this lying in my inventory and i need to get rid of it so i want to make a business decision to put hot selling on it so that i get rid of all of my inventory right a third could be yeah. that okay this is a product that isn't doing well right let me do an experiment on whether it even even if i put hot selling on it does it still carry through right okay. i think the first i think the first reason is the best reason to put it but i can see the logic of the second and third as well similarly i think if you're trying to moderate content uh, where if let's say the cdc comes out and says and changes its opinion on whether you should wear a mask out in public or not right and the president of the country says that you know what masks are completely unnecessary just the power of a uh, one tweet of the president has such a big impact on a very large number of people that if it's going against something which even the a health institution in the country has said i think that that's valid basis to put like a, a flag on that to say you know what maybe you need to think about this one more time yeah but did, again did he actually the, say that the question the question there is that uh, how do you know that you, the cdc is giving some recommendations mm-hmm. and i have not che- again i have not checked this so this you can fact check this but like they probably said something in the past which went wrong so mm-hmm. they're not 100% accurate mm-hmm. neither is trump uh, or like any president and so then how how do you how do you know which one to flag right because then yeah, you should yeah it's not this this is not a fact then there's like a degree of uncertainty on both sides correct so but it's i, I want to go a- back i want to go back to a point you mentioned earlier though where you you're not flagging whether or not this is right it's just mm-hmm. that there's a degree of uncertainty or there's an opinion or make sure you think about this right mm-hmm. so that's my point that's my job as a citizen anyway like I, I, like i'm not dumb that i'm going to believe each and everything that you just put out there right like It i am not like, dumb are you calling people dumb yeah you think someone is dumb there are there are there are people who you would call dumb who will and dumb is a harsh word to use there right there are people who will act on just that one piece of information perhaps because they don't have time to actually do that analysis that you're talking about or maybe they're dumb but i'm no, sure I mean, i'm sure both categories exist as no, an but example I, but hang on i mean i'm not saying that you have to have the time and you have to go think about this or go deeper but just mm-hmm. to be aware that like for example if you ask me something i can be like i don't have enough information to comment on that or i haven't made up my mind on that you know uh-huh. i mean that's that's not unacceptable no so let me give you let me give you an example right yeah. where 
one of the power of an institution right and let me actually start just with that um so if trump does not wear masks wherever he goes right people see that and people act just on that piece of information because he's the president of the us oh. and i think that it's irresponsible for him to not wear a mask because he should be cautious or he should be promoting that caution to extend that even more right when he made that comment about drinking bleach could possibly disinfect your lungs there were cases of people actually drinking bleach even though everyone said no 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 be careful think about it this is not going to happen this is drank. not true by the there way I saw that video actually did not explicitly say that but anyway well and that's the thing he does it and that's the power of the institution that he is a part of right yeah. he doesn't even actually have to say it and yet people actually did it yet people will actually do it just from the implication or just from the idea that okay this might this is this this seems like something he's saying and if or, that's the case we do need those nudges and if the president or if a peep otherwise people in general are not conscious of the impact that can happen to society then i do think that we need another sort of call it regulation another means of regulation to protect against that impact i mean i in this case i would even say like when i watched the video right my first takeaway was not that he wants me to drink please like i did not take that away like genuinely my response was he's trying to say that we need something like bleach for our body that can clean the virus from our body like that that was honest to god that was my takeaway okay but okay. but so to this point is there a degree of responsibility to be assigned when people misquote this as someone saying that you should drink bleach is that why those people drank bleach or because they understood this from trump you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like there's a responsibility where you are portraying someone else's opinion as well to be accurate yeah i agree that there is a responsibility i'm and i i think that there should be accountability there as well but if you are in office right i think that there is a much higher degree of responsibility you on choosing your own careful. statements as right. and the impact that that might have and i just i had to google which tweet it was of his that they tagged it was a tweet uh, about the protests in minneapolis Shooting and twitter tagged it twitter tagged it as glorifying violence yeah. right and i think that that's perfectly justified and i think that it's a good thing that they did that yeah i mean i think the debate is more around facebook not taking down the post mm-hmm. so there that's a different question right whether or not your uh letting the post stand or not versus just putting a tab tag that this is what this post is trying to do but again dude like i don't know maybe i can't i can't relate to the majority here but i mean that's what i'm here for like i should be able to read it and tell for myself like this is what they are trying to do or these are the biases that they are playing on right Uh, that's such a, that's that is such a sophisticated statement do you think that on average people will do that i'd like let, to let alone that. let alone everyone i mean have you have you uh, do there's there's a reason jury trials work right jury in the us the jury trials are still a thing where the jury decides whether or not a person is guilty or whether or not a person is it has has broken a law 
and if the jury which is su- supposed to be comprised of your peers of average people can get to that point i don't see any reason why they can't do that on a normal basis as well because I, there's I, a bunch of there's a bunch of like have very highly paid highly educated people uh, whose sole job is to write algorithms that kind of get them hooked to these sites and uh, it's it's not and when you're when you're on the jury you actively know that you're making this decision that exactly. you have to make this decision in this case these algorithms are manipulative and exactly. also it's something like what coke or pepsi do with sugar like a lot of people don't know there's sugar in them and or even if they what? know there is sugar sugar in pepsi and coke exactly see there you go <laughs> obviously there's sugar in them what are you talking no, about Who or they don't know the amount of sugar that there is right okay uh, and uh, uh so so again like that, that and also not just in that also in like a lot of packaged food and uh, so again like it is uh, when the stocks are uh, when the odds are stacked against you and you are not even trying to actually think about that decision it's a different story yeah and i mean and going back to the platform and to that point and yeah, just to just to add to what baba is saying right the jury system does still exist in the us it used to exist in india but then they took it away in india because there was a series of verdicts where the there jury was, just there was one the nanavati verdict exactly the nanavati verdict where an a navy officer murdered his wife and her lover and his wife was cheating on him and he was an uh, he was a naval officer which is why the jury took sympathy on him and said you know what it's fine you murdered them they had it coming and that was the trigger point for the end of juries in india so jury so even when you're in that setting where you where you have the responsibility of a person's life in your hands and the responsibility to administer justice juries can still slip up over there so but when you're just going about your daily life and like baba said with very smart people making algorithms designed to get you addicted i don't know if people are going to make the best decisions uh, just on their own and might need nudges in that in the right direction yeah i i miss the world where what you see is what you get man like say <laughs> what you do and do what you say what's well, so I mean, hard is that we're living in a simulation now in the world Oh, that's the bubble I grew up in. Like my dad has this thing where he he has set up factories and companies in so many different countries, but he's never used a lawyer because he says if I shake a hand, that's all that that you need. What? That's crazy. I can't, I can't I can't relate to that world. <laughs> you are a lawyer from a previous life. Yeah, that's true. That's probably why he can't relate because like otherwise like. What yeah because your dad your dad have your dad didn't shake my hand man i didn't promise you anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean the world would be so much simpler and better if like people do what they say and say what they mean you know there's what's wrong in that like i, I think at least people owe it to those who are close to them to do this well wow. i think you're you're you say what you mean right i want to unpack that a little bit 
because say what you mean i think comes with a responsibility that yeah, are you, you talking actually, about the interpretation aspect of it no not the interpretation aspect of it i'm talking about what you mean and this is the root of unconscious bias right that i can say that okay i stand for racial justice i stand against sexism in work but if i have not actually thought about that right yeah but see, then, then have i way. then have i really then have i really a expressed that opinion and on the flip side of it right let's say i make a really inappropriate joke very casually amongst work friends right and it's just something that i meant and my intent was just to make a joke but do i think about what it means for the other person and for the people around me i think that that is a responsibility that should come on to me and that that is something i should regulate and then decide okay should i actually say this or should i even actually mean this i should no, be questioning that, both of those things that's exactly right and i and i agree with you you should be thinking do you actually mean this and that is part of the thing say what you mean so if you actually intend to to you know make a sexist joke for example then make a sexist joke and this goes both ways by the way like if you are if you say what you mean and do what you say i would expect that i would do the same to you right and so if there is a situation like this i will call you out like why wouldn't i you know like let's be straight so i don't know oh wow who's hearing the siren by the way Dude, here it's all helicopters. No, that that's your that's your. It's after the uh, post cyclone effects. Wow! So people travel by helicopter now after the cyclone. No, that was an ambulance. Oh. I, I my my laptop is about to die. So. Yeah, I think we got. I think we got everything we needed. We definitely we didn't talk about dreams. <laughs> that's always, a great segue into next episode. Exactly. <laughs> and on that terrible disappointment, as Jeremy Clarkson would say, it's time to end. See you next time. All right. Is that a new ending, Baba?